This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I think one situation where a lot of women or men become uncomfortable is hearing about these attacks that can happen when people are out on a morning run and whether it's, you know, when they're out by themselves. And I wonder if you could talk about why people running are this target, but also is there anything we can do when running and when trying to get exercise outside to not be a target? I I really hate the idea of people feeling like it's their responsibility to not be a target because it's really other people's responsibility to not attack you. I think people should, I mean, we live in a world that is as as it is and there are dangers, et cetera, and we don't necessarily want to put ourselves in the way of danger, but running in the morning or at night isn't supposed to be putting ourselves in the way of danger. Why are people more vulnerable when they're running? Because you're alone. Because people do tend to run before or after work um, in the early morning hours or in the evening hours when it's dark and there are shadows that can be used to somebody's advantage. So, yeah, I mean, you can be a bit more vulnerable when you run. And, yeah, because it is alone and often because people wear headphones as well. Um, They're very focused on the path that they're running or hitting a certain amount of kilometers or whatever it is and not as aware of what's going on around them. Your body is also in motion. Mm -hmm. It can be harder, I think, in those moments to tap into your intuition. Mm. Right? Kind of. Yes and no, because it's not really entirely true, but I think that's what we can feel. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of an obvious target in a way, I guess. I mean, I, I hate to say that because I don't want to speak on the behalf of attackers because I frankly don't know what they're thinking. Right. But nonetheless, just from a logistical position, you know, sure, I can see it. What can we do to be more aware when we're running or, or reduce... Um, chances of of being hurt when we don't have the option to run with a partner or we don't have the option to run in the middle of the day in broad daylight which most people don't have the option to do um i think it's to look for anomalies to try not to allow yourself to get like very tunnel visioned and i know when i was training for a marathon years ago or now i run in the gym Um, And when I'm running in the gym, it's totally fine because you're safe. But, you know, you get into a kind of zone. Mm. And that's, in a way, that's partly why you run, to get into that zone. It can be very meditative and that can be really nice. However, we don't want to shut down the world outside of that zone. But we do want to tell ourselves to remain aware of anomalies because even if you're kind of tunnel vision, you can see little movement on the edge 
of the tunnels that wouldn't necessarily belong there. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we do see that movement to pay attention, to not just brush it off, we have a tendency a lot, I think, in any stage of our life to brush things off. Oh, that was weird. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was overreacting. You know, oh, what a strange thing. Huh. Whatever. Ever yeah. since we talked about that the first time, like I've just noticed myself becoming so much more aware. Um, especially it just at the train station feels like the most prominent place. And mm-hmm. it just happened to me yesterday where I'm like, God, this guy is just being a little weird or like, I, right. you know, I heard yelling a little bit down the platform and it's like some part of me, I used to think, Ooh, I wonder what's going on. I'm going to go look, look over there, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and now I, I really avoid it. Cause I'm like, I don't need to bring you know, why bring that into my area? Like right, I don't need right. that extra threat, which I don't know, maybe when I was younger, I just didn't, I didn't care. I didn't see, but now I'm like, I just, I feel I just feel like there's no need, you know, to bring that in and to to pay attention when, when something comes up like that. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, I think it's absolutely doable when we're running as well or doing any kind of exercise, you know, it's, it's listening to that deep voice of intuition and the difference between intuition and paranoia is questions and comfort. Intuition is very fast. It comes and goes, you know, like you just know. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone, the sensation. It doesn't stay with you. You don't ask a lot of questions about it. And you it's usually a sort of calm thing, whereas paranoia is a lot of questions and a lot of chaos and confusion. And should I go or should I stay? I don't know what's going on here. Those two things can help us help us determine whether a threat is real or not. I don't think it's terribly wrong to act on paranoia when we're feeling it, as long as we don't set off a wave of paranoia all around us. If mm-hmm. it makes you feel safe to get out of a situation, then go ahead and get out. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just don't set everybody else on fire <laughs> when you do that. But so when we're running or when we're exercising or walking, and here in Berlin, you know, the parks are open all night, but they're not lit which is weird, like these dark parks that people walk in, um, which can be dangerous, but it can also be safe. You never know, really. Right. Do we need to put ourselves in this situation to test it out? <laughs> Probably not. Um, you're going to hate this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What, I mean, what do you think? Because like, yes, people aren't... Um, shouldn't have to feel like they're a target just because they're going out and doing like a very normal activity. But what can people do? You know, what can people do either to, you know, you were talking about intuition and kind of Mm -hmm. sensing uh, anomalies and Mm -hmm. maybe being in a more protective stance if you know you're going to go out in a become more vulnerable. But what about actual defense moves do you, I mean, because I'm thinking you could possibly use this movement to your advantage, right? Sure. I think one of the first things to do, if you're somebody who runs on a regular route, to, you already know the route, but look again at that route. Maybe walk it instead of run it and find out where your escapes are. You know, because we kind of just, you know, you run and you run back or you run in a circle, whatever your route is, and you sort of just know the main path. You've been absorbing all kinds of information as you go along about, you know, this store stays open late, this, you know, there's an alley down here, whatever it is, but go walk it consciously. 
Mm-hmm. Be aware of where those things are because you can use those to your advantage. I think people who tend to target runners are also familiar with a runner's path in the sense of like, you know, at 5 p.m. every day, this person passes by, right? But they may not know the entire path. Mm-hmm. You always know your landscape best. So, so know it best. Walk it and check out the different things that you, different places you can go for safety, whether it's down an alley that might be unexpected or into a store or whatever it is. That's one thing you can do. Another thing you can do is, and this is a question that comes up in general, you know, the don't show, should I show fear? Don't show fear. If you sense that there's some danger around, a lot of people have the tendency to be like, well, I'm, I'm, and I did this too. Um, a lot of people have the tendency to be like, you know, well, I'm not going to show that I'm afraid because that's what they want. Mm -hmm. They already know you're not that good of an actor. (laughs) You're not going to cover it up. (laughs) So if your sense is to run faster, run faster. Here's where this is to your advantage. You're a runner. (laughs) They're not. You're going to outrun them, I'll bet. You've got the lung power. You've got the leg power. You know, go for it. Just zoom. (laughs) (laughs) use it (laughs) and and not only that if you're still on the same route you're still getting your run in you know this episode it's like what what do you tell a runner just run just run 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 faster but if somebody comes up behind you and grabs you Mm -hmm. you know they're gonna start pulling you they may stop you or start pulling you back right they're gonna stop you from the direction that you're going in Mm -hmm. whether by standing directly in front of you or grabbing you from behind the general rule in martial arts as well as in self-defense is if they pull, you push. If they push, you pull. So if somebody grabs you from behind and they're pulling you back, then go with it. Make sure that your elbows are sort of cocked and at the ready so that they get an elbow jab. Mm. You know, don't resist because then that turns into a struggle. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean let them like drag you off into the woods, but it means the initial pull, go with it because you can use that momentum. To your advantage Mm -hmm. to just create a giant body slam that they're not expecting. They're expecting you to resist, Mm -hmm. you know, and the same if they stand in front of you, they're expecting you to try and move to either side or maybe to stop or maybe to try and reason with them. Take a right turn or just do a 180 and run in the opposite direction fast, Mm -hmm. you know, but if they grab you and they pull, then go with it. Use their momentum and your body weight that's already in motion and push. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you're doing. If you have time to learn how to roll as opposed to just splat fall, that's great because you can turn. All- if you're a runner, you're already really good at recovering your balance when you're running. So if you learn how to roll, if somebody pulls you, you can turn that into a roll and keep going because they're expecting you to lose balance and fall flat on your face. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a really good tip. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program developed by 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collett. Based in Berlin, Germany, you can also find Pretty Deadly in a growing number of cities around the world through the Pretty Deadly website or the Pretty Deadly app. Learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly community at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.